Hey, you know a website you should probably check out? Podswag.com. You can go there and shop for a ton of beautiful anonymous merchandise. We got those holidays coming up, baby, and I know you need stocking stuffers for the other BA fans in your life. We got shirts, pins, stickers, mugs, all kinds of stuff. From November 13th to November 20th, you can get 30% off the entire Beautiful Anonymous collection with the code CHRIS at podswag.com slash beautiful. That's podswag, P-O-D-S-W-A-G, dot com slash beautiful, code CHRIS for 30% off. Unerased is a new podcast that reveals the hidden history of conversion therapy in America. Over 700,000 people have been subjected to conversion therapy. Unerased tells their stories. I'm excited to listen to Unerased myself. I think conversion therapy is a truly evil thing, and I'm psyched to hear it get exposed. Shows from Jad Abumrat, the co-creator of Radiolab, features interviews with survivors, experts, and more. First episode features Garrett Conley, who you might know from his memoir, Boy Erased. Now there's a huge movie based on it. Unerased is out right now. Listen and subscribe to Unerased and Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Hello to all my Cedric the Donkey fans. Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hi, everybody. It's Chris. It's Beautiful Anonymous where we take phone calls, but it's more than that. I don't know how to explain why it's more than that, but I think it is, and that's because of you guys and your support. Thank you for listening. A lot of you guys, if you have Stitcher Premium, you know that uh, last Friday we dropped our first episode of our new sister series, Beautiful Follow-Ups. This is Calls with Past Callers. We kicked it off last week with our vinyl market researcher. If you remember him, the guy who was thinking about sacrificing his whole livelihood to purchase a record store. And this Friday, we're putting out one that I think is very special to a lot of people. A lot of you guys um, have asked about episode 69, Love is Everywhere, unforgettable episode, and we recorded the follow-up, and it inspired me, it broke my heart, it made me feel more positive about the world. It was just a heartbreaking, sad conversation that also snapped me out of a funk that I had been in all day, and you're going to want to hear it. So check out beautiful follow-ups on Stitcher Premium, stitcherpremium.com slash stories. Use the promo code stories. You get free month and you get all of our back catalog and current episodes ad free. You also get a whole bunch of touring shows. So I think it's pretty good value. Last week's episode, we uh, talked with a mother who's, who's raising mixed race children and uh, had left a message after the 2016 election. We called her back and tied it into the midterm elections. I just want to put one thing out there. There was some reaction in the Facebook group, and I love it. The Facebook group, I love. And a lot of this reaction was very, very civil in the method of discourse. I may have punctured a hole in that, for which I do apologize. But some people saying they felt underrepresented as far as having political views that didn't match mine, which I can say, I get it. I understand it. To me, this show is about honesty. And I just try to be honest with myself. And I do think that we'd have to agree that 2018, if you don't have opinions on politics, we're inundated with them, saturated with them. How can you not? And it's it's hard for me to bite my tongue. And I promise you, I bite my tongue a lot. In my mind, in 50 years, I want people to look back at episodes of this show the same way that it, it blows my mind when Ken Burns in the Civil War documentary, which is read letters that soldiers sent home. And you're like, that's real people in their own words. 
So diversity is very important to me. And I, a diversity of thought is as much a type of diversity as any other. And if you are someone out there who feels like you are not represented on the show, whether that's your lifestyle, your culture, your background, or yes, your political opinions, I want to hear from you. If we duke it out a little bit in the show, I'm not out here to, to make you look dumb, to condescend to you, to even get in a fight. We can have our moments that get tense and we will shake hands before we hang up the phone as much as one can shake hands via a phone. You understand what I mean in the metaphor. Point being, voicemail line. I haven't plugged it in a while. 802-392-3288. If you got something you want to talk about and you feel like it's not showing up on the show, call up, leave a voicemail, let us know. And if you feel like I've been pushing things too far in some directions that uh, cut out what represents you and your feelings in life, get them on. Okay. This week's episode. This was our live taping in Los Angeles at Dynasty Typewriter. This caller, so when we're all kids, there's a scenario that our parents walk us through. If you wake up in the middle of the night and our house is on fire, here's the plan. Meet me by this corner. Meet me by this tree. This is our meeting place. But you don't really know too many people go through it. This week's caller went through that three or four days before placing this call and somehow still has positivity and a sense of humor. And this call blew my mind. And I'm sending love to the caller and the family and the donkey. You'll see what I mean by that. Enjoy the call. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Oh, my deep. You okay? Yeah, this is wild. Yeah. It's... Oh, my God. It's been such a crazy week, and I cannot believe this is actually happening right now. Um, hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm feeling really excited. Just so you know, I don't know if you um, were warned. This is one of our live shows, so I'm in front of a live audience. So that's a little different than usual. They can contribute questions, but I promise you, they're all very nice and they got your back. Yeah, of course. How's everybody doing tonight? How's everybody doing tonight? There you go. I like how you worked the crowd for some cheap heat. I like that. <laughs> This is awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty excited too. So what's going on, Chris? What's going on? Let's see. Haven't been home in almost two weeks, and I'm not even trying to be cheesy, but I really miss my wife. That's what's going on. I want to go home. I'm sure. I love you, Los Angeles. You guys just seem like the perfect couple. Uh, We got our own problems too. (laughs) Sometimes people say that, and that's, that's awful nice, but, you know, we're just regular people. We got. <laughs> I went. No, home. you speak so highly of her, though. Uh, she is incredible. I'm the one who sucks. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> we went. We went. Well, we did shows in London a few weeks ago. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast already, but I went on the London Eye, which is this big giant Ferris wheel sponsored by Coca-Cola in London. And we got done with it. And my wife was like, I can't believe you did that. That was so nice. I guess you're not scared of heights anymore. And I was like, No, it's just that, you know, I caused an argument last night, so. I thought this would make you happy. <laughs> like I love you more. I love you more than I fear death. Is what's going on. <laughs> That's awesome. See, you are great. You're giving her all the credit, and look at you. Eh, I'm fine. Uh, now, more importantly, how are you tonight? I am good. I'm good. Um, I'm kind of freezing right now because 
what I told the engineer on the phone is that um, my house actually burned down on Sunday night. Whoa. When he asked me what I was up to. Um, so I'm kind of camping out on my family's property where the burned down house is, and it's really cold. So I'm kind of just <laughs> hanging out on my couch with my electric blanket and my dogs and cats and wow. trying to stay cozy. I'm so sorry that happened. Yeah, thank you. So That's all right. We're doing okay, actually. That's good. You said your house burned down Sunday, and today is uh, Wednesday? Today's wet. So your house burned down three days ago. Yeah. Yeah, in the middle of the night. I'm so sorry. I, I don't want... Uh... I don't want to ask a question out of the gate that sounds facetious, but I need to know this. My OCD is making me ask you this, and I apologize. I'm not trying to make a joke. What are you plugging the electric blanket into? We have... Okay, let me... <laughs> let I'm me back so up and sorry. explain a little I'm bit. I'm so sorry. I have to know. So, <sighs> no. No, I completely understand because I'm absolutely back home a couple months ago from the West Coast, and I'm currently on the East Coast. Um, and I moved back and got a tiny house put on my mom's property. Okay. Um, and it's not finished yet. It's not insulated or anything like that. It's basically just a shell with a little bit of furniture in it. Um, so when the house burned down, we all kind of just piled into my tiny house. And the community has really banded together to help us out. And people have brought a camper for my mom and stepdad and my eight-year-old nephew to stay in. Um, people have brought us, we've got three generators now so that we have wow. power. Um, somebody, a retired CenturyLink um, employee brought us a Wi-Fi router so we can keep in touch with people. So that's how I'm talking to you guys now. Wow. Um so the generator is running my electric blanket. <laughs> what a thorough and logical answer. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. That's, You're welcome. What a beautiful thing that your whole community came together to help you out. That's awesome. It really is amazing. We've got, we've had people, well, we run a rescue animal farm. And between me and the rest of my family, we have seven dogs. Um, so people have brought us dog food, cat food, horse food, chicken food, hay for the horses. Stuff for us, I mean, it really is insane. So much money, there's my, someone, I don't even know who did it, but somebody set up a GoFundMe and there's like thousands of dollars in there already in just a few days. Wow. Um, so it really is like, I didn't cry over the house burning down, even though it was devastating, but I've cried so many times just because of how heartwarming all of this is with like all of the love that's being thrown at us and all of the support and everything. So, you know, it sucks, but it could be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'll, I'll just ask just a couple, uh, questions that you know and if you're cause this is also a traumatizing thing and it was three days ago. So feel free to just be like, Hey, I just would like to move on from that. Do you know, do you know what caused the fire? Yeah, uh, we, well, it's, it's a 150 year old farmhouse. 
um, that had a wood stove in it, and that's the only type of heat that it had. And we had just replaced the wood stove pipe a couple years ago, and we had just cleaned the pipe out less than two weeks ago, and we had burnt the wood stove five or six times already this season because it's been so cold. And the, I guess the fire just got too big and the pipe got so hot that it ignited a two by four in the wall. And then it just spread. Yeah, that's horrible. And, and, and you said it was in the middle of the night. So you, I mean, that, that's like a thing they warn us about when we're kids. Like you're, if you wake up and there's a fire and then I can't imagine the actual chaos when it happens. Right. Yeah. It was kind of crazy. Um, I was actually going to be sleeping in my tiny house that night. And then I realized how cold it was going to be. So I brought all my dogs and my cats up to the main house. Um, and when I stay up there, when it's cold, I just sleep on the couch, which is right beside the room where the wood stove is. So I was just laying there talking to one of my friends on the phone and I heard the stove kind of crackling, which is not really that uncommon. Um, and then it just kept getting louder and louder. So I finally decided to jump up and run in there and check it out. And I kind of just ran up to the wood stove and was looking down at it and couldn't figure out what was going on. And then I finally looked up the wall and the inside of the wall was just glowing with fire. So I looked above me. This is not funny. I'm, I just can't believe it. Um, so I looked above me and the ceiling was on fire. That's brutal. So I just started running around the house and yeah, I went and um, like banged on my mom's door and started hollering at them and they came out and then we went and got my, woke my nephew up and got all the dogs out of the house and we couldn't find my kitten for like 15 minutes until the house was all smoked up, really. Uh, um, oh, wait, you're, you're breaking up a little bit. Can you hear me? Oh, I'm sorry. Can you oh. hear me now? Yeah, that's better. Don't worry. I'm not mad at you. You got enough shit going on without me getting mad at you. Can you go somewhere with a better I'm phone? Trying. <laughs> I'm trying. See, there's a delicate balance between close to the Wi-Fi and close to the plug for the electric blanket. So I'm kind of straddling the middle. <laughs> You just crushed it in Los Angeles. They loved you for that. So you saved everybody. <laughs> Your husband and you saved everybody, huh? Oh, no, no. Well, yeah. I guess. I, I my mom. We, we all think you did, I think. My mom keeps telling people that, and it's just... I mean, when I really think about it, yes. But still, I don't know. No, and you, you know what? The ironic thing is that my stepdad is on the, the fire department. Oh, wow. They must be really rasped. He, is he getting rasped? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he tried his best. He's really upset that he couldn't save the house, but there was really nothing yeah. he could do about it. Yeah, um, that's brutal. Now, you were, when you cut out a little bit, you were telling us about the fate of a kitten, and I feel like I cannot move on because I think people are really worried about what happened with the kitten. Oh, the kitten is totally fine. Good, um, good His 17-year-old mother is fine. They're great laying beside me right now on the electric blanket. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, he was just like hiding behind the couch. I think my mom found him and threw him to me <laughs> while I was standing kind of halfway in the front door. Um, but we got all seven dogs out of the house. Those are the cats out of the house. All the people. We even saved the geckos. We have two geckos. Um, so you just kept running in and out saving animals? Uh, yeah, basically. As, while I was waiting for my mom to come out of her room and do something about this mess, um, I got my dogs outside, and they just ran out and stayed there and looked at me like, what the hell is going on? And then when I tried to get um, my mom's dogs outside, she has three Great Danes and a Mastiff. Um, I got them all outside, and they know how to come around the back door and open it themselves. Oh, no. So they did that and came directly into the room where the fire was. So a lot of it was my stepdad trying to get the fire out, my mom grabbing belongings and me keeping the animals out of the house. Um, so it was like a real fucked up, unfunny so, Marx Brothers routine. <laughs> you put the dogs out the front door and they keep running in the back. Yeah, yeah it mom, was, like, it was mom, like a racetrack, basically. Your mom's throwing a gecko at you from across the room. <laughs> wow. She literally, my mom... Is my mom is really hilarious and she doesn't even know it. And I was watching her going to save the geckos, and there's a male and a female, and they're in two separate cages, so we don't have babies. And she opens one of the lids, grabs the gecko, throws it in the cage with the other gecko, and goes, "Y'all better fucking behave." And then hands the cage to me and tells me to take it outside. I gotta say, here's the thing I noticed. You guys really love animals, and obvious because you have so many, but here, you've done something twice now that I find so fascinating, which is you talked about all the different types of food that people brought over, and you were like, dog food, cat food, horse food, hay for the horses, chicken food, also some human food. And then you did it the same time as well, this time as well, you said like, you know, we got all the, there was another time you said, we got all the cats out and all the dogs out, we got the geckos out all the humans out. You listed humans fourth or fifth. <laughs> Your family really has done a lot of right by animals, huh? Yeah, I mean, we, we love them. I, I, we've, we've never not had animals, you know? My mom grew up with animals. We had this guy with a baby. Okay, you got to move back towards oh, the now, Wi-Fi. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. What do I got? What can I do to get you an extension cord? <laughs> so the blanket. Can I be have an extension cord. I have so many extension cords. They don't help. <laughs> All was, right, give me a second. Let me try to resituate. Now, can I ask? There must have been a moment. Was there a crazy moment? So, so the house burns down. That's very traumatic. Everybody's freaked out. You're standing in the yard. It's you. Your parents are there. You got at least one nephew you mentioned. You got two geckos, two horny-ass geckos. You got a, a bunch of large dogs. You've got a kitten and cats. And then is everybody just standing there next to the burned-down house and just kind of like slowly look at all of each other and then turn towards the tiny house? 
and realize that you all have to fit in there? <laughs> well, that would be like the movie version of it. Um, real life, it was it was a lot more complicated because. So I called nine one one basically immediately, and then my stepdad started spraying the house down with the water hose. And I mean, that obviously didn't really do a whole lot. And then my stepdad's best friend is a cop in town and he heard the call come over the scanner and knew that it was our address. So he comes barreling down the driveway sideways. So they grab both water hoses and everybody's just scrambling to try to get this fire out. And then the fire department finally shows up and they apparently they have a dysfunctional truck or something that has a leak. So they brought an empty truck first. Uh, so there was no water until the second truck got here. Oh, uh, that's infuriating. Um, yeah, my mom was walking around the yard just screaming at the air like someone was ripping her heart out. It was really, uh, like, insane. Um, I'm sorry I made that joke about the tiny house. No, please make all of the jokes, because we have been just deliriously laughing about the whole situation, because that's all you can do, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what else are you going to do, just sit around and cry all day? I think some people would say, yeah, that's totally warranted. Some people would say, yeah. <laughs> If you're on an outdoor couch in the East, <laughs> East Coast cold, a huddled under an electric blanket, yeah, you're, I think you're allowed to cry if you want. But it's not, it's very nice and and strong and and reflective of you that you're you're pushing forward. Do you, is there a plan in play? I know it's only been a few days. What's the what's the plan here to get back on your feet? Um, I'm not really sure yet because we rented the house and we found out the other day that the landlord only had it insured for $40,000, which is a decent amount of money, but even the cleanup of the house, we've been given estimates that are like a quarter of that. So that doesn't really leave us a whole lot to work with, but the landlord said that if we want to stay here, he can try to make it work. So my mom kind of like lost it a little bit today and got sick of the clutter and not having running water and all of that stuff, and she called the same company that we got my tiny house from and ordered a tiny house exactly like mine. So that'll be here in a few weeks, and the rest of my family will be staying in the new tiny house, and I'm not really sure where we're going to go from there. Wow. And what, it sounds like you said, did you say at one point your family run, runs an animal sanctuary? That that's part of why there's so many animals? It's an unofficial... Got it. Got it. ...animal sanctuary. My mom calls it a rescue farm, but we take basically every animal in five counties that could use a home. So we've got all kinds of birds. We've got a couple goats. We have a longhorn cow. Like I said, the horses. We have a donkey. Um, at one point, we rescued an iguana... A hedgehog. A hedgehog? Your name was Matilda. Matilda the Hedgehog. 
Don't hedgehogs just live in the wild? Was it hurt? Was it injured? They, well, they don't live in the wild here. They do in Asia, I think. Okay. But it's, it gets I guess, too cold here. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'm an idiot who doesn't know enough about hedgehogs. <laughs> No. I, I am. I am an idiot who doesn't know enough about hedgehogs. Uh, you know what? Your family sounds like really, really great people and just about the last people. Mm. Nobody deserves something like that, but it sounds like you guys are the least. It, you know, we have a hashtag set up for me to ask uh, questions from the crowd. I'm going to check it. I will say the majority of the contributions thus far are people in the crowd begging other people in the crowd to stop eating their popcorn so loudly. That would be... Me, if I were sitting there. Yeah, and the popcorn here is delicious, I will say that. Um, One person did point out, hey, there's audience mics, and it's just going to be a whole, it's just going to be the sound of people chopping popcorn. Um, Okay, let's go ahead. (laughs) Someone, Luke says, I might have missed this. Did you say you have a donkey? Luke says he wants to know the donkey's name. We're going to pause right there. So I'm going to make you wait to hear this donkey's name. Because I know. I know you weirdos. I know the people who listen to the show and they're all going, wait, what is the donkey's name? Check out these ads. Use the promo codes. Helps the show when you do. We'll be right back. I woke up this morning feeling very well rested. That, my friends, is because I sleep on a Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. With three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential, Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. Not to mention the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. And it's delivered right to your door in a small, how do they do that, sized box with free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. But the best part? can be sure your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. After all, you spend one-third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. As I mentioned, I sleep on one. I've slept on one for years. It is the perfect mattress. I tell you, I like a soft mattress. My wife likes a firm mattress. Somehow we both have said the Casper is the best mattress we've ever slept on. Now, how is that even possible? I don't know. I leave that up to the engineers and wizards over at Casper, but they're nailing it. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash beautiful and using beautiful at checkout. That's casper.com slash beautiful. Offer code beautiful for $50 off your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes it takes a few minutes in the morning. Get up and running. Get the system running. You need to wake up. You need a little kick. You need a little energy boost. Talk about coffee for a lot of us, right? But guess what? Now there's a new way to enjoy that coffee. Cafe Monster revolutionizing the scene. It's available in a whole bunch of flavors. We're talking vanilla, salted caramel, mocha, Cafe Monster shaking up the ready-to-drink coffee category. They got indulgent gourmet coffee. By the way, only 190 calories. Let that sink in. And, and uh, 190 calories, I don't even know how they pack in, but they do 150 milligrams of caffeine. Let's talk the important stuff. They got coffee beans, B vitamins, coffee fruit extract. Cafe Monster offers a simplified energy blend that contains a third less sugar than the leading national brand. And guess what? It's about 100 fewer calories per bottle in the competition. 100 fewer calories. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but you never know by tasting it. It tastes just as good as anything else out there. You get all the same feel and flavor as your local coffee house, and you don't even have to wait in line. I was at my coffee house the other day. 
the guy, the barista sitting there talking with this guy about all this fancy coffee stuff. I'm like, hey, can I order, please? Well, guess what? Cafe Monster. No, I grab it. I go on my own time. It's my favorite thing about it. I had a bunch of these sitting in my house. I realized a lot of mornings. So I don't have time to sit and stop and deal with this. Nope, nope, nope. Grab the Cafe Monster right out the door. Convenient as all get out. Cafe Monster. Chill it down. Shake it up. Enjoy. Thanks again to everybody who sponsored Beautiful Anonymous. Now let's get back to the phone call. Did you say you have a donkey? Luke says he wants to know the donkey's name. The donkey's name is Cedric. Cedric the donkey. You are the most adorable family, and I can't even fathom you being in this much duress. Okay. Uh, Gina says that $40,000 <laughs> $40, $40, is one month's rent in Los Angeles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ryan, oh everybody, everybody loves the pets. Ryan wants to know what's the weirdest, strangest name of all the pets. Hmm. Cedric is a pretty weird one. I've got some weird names for my chickens. What are we talking here? Um, we have <laughs> there's Peggy Comb Over because she has a floppy comb. Um, there's one named Maya Angelo. The chicken. There's... The chicken is named Maya Angelo. Yeah. Yeah. Floppy comb over and Maya Angelo are the chickens. Yeah. I can't. It's a lovely name. If I here's the thing. Okay, I'm gonna tell. You, I'm gonna be very honest with you. I've been <laughs> making a lot of jokes in this one, and it's because if I let myself feel any of the pain of your situation, I'm gonna feel all of it, and it's hard because you guys sound like no, the best. It's, it's really not. You know what? Let me tell you the thing. Everyone else is freaking out about this a million times more than we are, honestly. We are, like, sitting in the tiny house every night playing Uno because that's what my nephew loves to do. And we're really, we have lived in kind of half-ass situations before. Um, like, oh, my gosh, you will get a kick out of this and you're going to think my family's crazy. So when I was little, we lived in an underground house. What? Um, <laughs> right? I told you. Like a bunker? So, kind of. I mean, okay, picture there's a big hill. So they basically just m moved the hill to the side and then built a rectangular house out of concrete and then moved the hill back onto the roof of it. So that, so that the front of it was still visible, but the rest of it was underground. Was this for like a cooling heating type of thing, like an environmental concern? Uh, yeah, mostly. Yeah, mostly. So it was supposed to be run <clears throat> off the solar power, but this was, it was like this big vision that this old man in the community had and then he was a pilot and he had all of these tiny little one or two person planes. And he actually ended up flying one of his planes off of the roof of the house when they got it mostly finished, but not completely done. And then he wrecked that plane on the property and died. So the place wasn't finished. So it was supposed to have solar power but it didn't. So the entire place, the entire time we lived there, which was three or four years, 
was run off of a generator. And so with that comes a lot of really weird shit that you have to deal with, like waking up in the oh, wait, get back towards the middle Wi-Fi, of the please. night and gas in the generator up. We need, we need you to get back towards the as Wi-Fi. As close to as I can get. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? I can. I can. You were just telling us about how you lived in a box that a madman installed in the side of a hill. Uh, yeah, and we actually called it the hill. Yeah, I bet you did. Like, that's what the house was called. Of course. What else are you going to call it? That's incredible. You've li- right. Are you? Let me ask you something. A total respectful question, because I feel like as I'm piecing together some of your life story, um, are, what's uh, are you what? What's up with your parents? Are they like uh, are they like old school hippies or something? My mom is a little bit of a hippie. See, I grew up in the South, so she was raised kind of like a redneck, but deep down she was always a hippie. So she's like this. She's like a farm hippie that still lives in this really tiny town in the South. And she's kind of like walking the line between the two, if that makes sense. That sounds awesome. She sounds cool. She is cool. She's really cool. She's self-employed and she's been killing it in her own business for like 15 years now. And she makes killer money and, does what she loves and lives a really simple life and she's great. Yeah. Yeah. Living in a so living in the hill. Living on the animal sanctuary. Right. Now you're switching to the tiny houses. You guys just make it work, huh? Right. So yeah, we so my point of telling you about the hill was that we've had to deal with weird living situations. And the and the hill is not does not stand alone. Like there's many more to add to that list. Um, so it's, I mean, we're good. Like we have all of this stuff that we need and it's obviously cold at night, but if it's, if that's the worst thing that we have to deal with, then it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, one person here said something that I think we're all thinking in the room, which is that for someone who's currently going through so much, you're a very uplifting person. And I think that that's something that we're all blown away by. Also, four different people pointed out that it sounds like you lived in a hobbit house. <laughs> so it, it was a lot like a hobbit house. Yeah, it sounds a lot like that house that Bilbo lived in. <laughs> you know, I've actually, you guys are going to hate me right now because <laughs> I'm going to sound so ignorant, but I have never even seen that movie. Is it from, it's from Lord of the Rings, yes. right? Yes, we're not going to hate you. There's nothing you can say that would make, you'd have to go so hard in an unexpected direction to get this crowd to hate you. As you tell us about your journey to save kittens that are trapped behind burning couches. And then this immense positivity about how if the worst your family is is cold, then you're going to be okay. And you think we're going to hate you because you haven't seen fucking Lord of the Rings? No. It probably just reflects that you're out there living more of a full life than the rest of us pop culture obsessed fucking jerks. You're too busy raising Cedric the donkey. Too busy raising donkeys and geckos. You're too busy for Lord of the Rings. Cedric the donkey. What's Cedric? You want to know something really cute and wholesome about Cedric the donkey? Yeah. <laughs> 
So he has these big, tall, floppy ears, right? And usually he holds them straight up in the air. But if you go, if you walk up to him and put your hand flat on his forehead, his ears go limp. <laughs> and if you pick your hand off of his forehead, his ears go up. It's like there's a button on his forehead that turns his ears on and off. And I just think it's the greatest thing in the world. So do all of us. All of us love Cedric the Donkey. <laughs> Everyone loves Cedric the Donkey. He's wonderful. What's the cutest thing Floppy Combover does? <laughs> um, Combover doesn't really do a whole lot. None of my chickens really do a whole lot because they're really old. Um, they we got them i wouldn't really say we we got we didn't rescue them because they weren't in a bad situation oh you're breaking up a little there's bit. background noise maybe we got that but um, yeah all right well i'm going closer to the wi-fi so maybe that'll make it better yes it's getting better again <laughs> now do you think better it's better weird? yes can i ask you another question you keep a, a chicken named Maya Angelou domestically, I imagine you keep it in some sort of uh, cage or pen. Do you think it's weird to keep a bird in a cage named after someone whose most famous work is called I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings? You have a really great point. <clears throat> and I didn't really think about that. But I think... I think Maya Angelou appreciates her life. Because she gets plenty of snacks all the time, and she gets fresh organic fruits and vegetable scraps. Oh, wow. And she gets loved on every day. And I think she's a, a pretty appreciative of her life. That's good. That's good. So you shouldn't worry about Maya Angelou. <laughs> <laughs> but you have a good point. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're the best i'm i'm so happy that you called and 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 i hope that this is providing a little bit of a of a respite from everything that's going on katie in the crowd says lord of the rings is the worst anyway not missing anything <laughs> mother of puppies says don't feel bad caller i've never seen lord of the rings either zoe says cuteness level Great. overload more <laughs> Marlo wants to know, does Cedric the donkey have an Instagram? I'm sorry, you broke up. What, does Cedric the donkey have what? Instagram. I think people want to see a video of them ears going up and down. Oh, no. Cedric the donkey does not have Instagram. My dogs have Instagram, but not Cedric the donkey. Your dog has Instagram. Oh, John Luke says, don't disrespect Gandalf. How about that? How about that? Um, someone wants to know who in your family is best at Uno. Oh, man. Probably my mom. She kicks ass. That's fair. She just beats the shit out of your nephew who loves Uno? Okay, I don't understand what's going on right now because I moved way closer to the Wi-Fi and now I can barely... Oh, it's okay. It's... Listen, listen, listen. Sometimes... Sometimes people who listen to the podcast will complain when there's slight te technical difficulties like this. And I will remind anyone listening, before you decide to vent on the internet, 
about the audio going in and out. This person's house burned down on Sunday. So before you give in to the desire to be a fucking disconnected from humanity internet troll about it, she's cuddled under an electric blanket that's plugged into a generator while you tweet about sound quality from the warmth of your fucking home that still exists. I appreciate you, Chris. Thank you for having my back. I appreciate you, too. And I want to have your back even harder. And I'm going to ask you to consider something. You can take your time with it. And I don't want to put any pressure on it. But I've only done this once before in the history of the podcast. And it's been about two years since I've done it. But hearing your story, I think I would agree that this entire community is one that would like to support you. And if you'd like to say the address of that GoFundMe page, even though it will make you less anonymous... And if you don't want to be less than, if you, if you want to retain the anonymity, I think that that's A-OK as well. You should not feel pressure. But I have a feeling that a lot of the people who are listening to this would love to contribute. So that's up to you. That's up to you. Oh, my gosh. That would be so wonderful. Um, I would actually have to look it up because I don't even know what name or anything it's under. I, we just got the Wi-Fi, like, this morning. So I haven't even checked it. I've just heard that there's a bunch of money in it and stuff. Um, let me, like, do you want me to give it to you now or what? Uh, well, if you can't find it now, then I think, I mean, Devin, we're keeping our caller's number, right? So we, we can get back in touch later and make sure that I say it as part of the, the uh, intro and outro of the show. But if you have it now, I think people would lose their minds. If people understand that they have a chance to give Cedric the donkey a home again. Oh, he's, he's, Cedric, it's all for Cedric, people. Do you ever, can you ride Cedric? Can you ride a donkey? I don't know. Yeah, we also have a mule that you can ride. She's a lot cooler to ride. Her name is Poppy. Her name is what? Poppy, like the flower. Poppy? Yes. Poppy the mule? Is Poppy friends with Cedric? Um, I don't really think so, actually. Oh. <laughs> He's in a different kind of paddock. <laughs> oh, they're like a little odd couple. <laughs> yeah. Cedric. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. I don't, I don't really know that they've met, honestly. How have they not met? They're two quadrupeds living on the farm. <laughs> Well, this is a pretty big place. I mean, we've got like 60 acres here and a few different pastures because we've got the horses that we've had forever. And then we have rescue horses that are hard. We call them hard keepers because they need extra feed and extra loving because they're really skinny and old and sick and stuff like that. Um, and Poppy is actually in with the hard keepers to keep the coyotes away because mules are really good at that, and we don't want old, sick horses being eaten by wild dogs. Why do bad, why do bad things happen to such good people? <laughs> that wasn't a joke. Uh, bad things happen to everyone. I guess that's... Now, can I ask you... God forbid the horses, the old horses that you protect, were attacked by coyotes. I have a feeling if one of the coyotes injured a leg in the process of attacking the horses, would your family take in the coyote? <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> 
We love everything, honestly. I mean, it, it, if a coyote tried to take down a horse, it would be because they were hungry. Yeah. So obviously we wouldn't bring a coyote here and let it around things that it could kill. And I really couldn't even tell you that we would try to save a coyote yeah. or that we would even be able to start doing that. I was mostly but kidding. If I walked out of my house tomorrow and there was a coyote that was hurt, that was laying on the ground, I would probably take care of it. <laughs> yeah. And you'd give it a cute name like Jammer or Bert, right? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, so, uh, someone's asking. Andrew's asking. Uh, are coyotes are scared of mules? That's true. I never thought of them as natural enemies. Coyotes and mules. Um, I don't really know that a coyote would see a mule and be like, "Holy shit, we need to get out of here." But mules um, are notorious for kicking predators and keeping them away. So we can't let the dogs. Um, in the pasture with Poppy or anything like that because she will just naturally, like, instinctively try to smash them. Wow. You know? Yeah. You know? Poppy's a so tough let me, let me tell you about this because we're, we're getting so carried away with Cedric and Poppy that I need to tell you that a couple months ago, I actually moved back here from San Diego. Oh. So I was living... <laughs> Really close to where you guys are at now. Yeah, just a couple hours south of here. Yeah. How'd you like yeah, it? Yeah, and this, it was good. It was <laughs> like major culture shock, and I had never really spent time in the city or anything like that. Um, so when, okay, so where I grew up, um, there's, an organic biodynamic permaculture fancy farm right down the road from me. Um, and my mom is really good friends with the lady who owns it. And a guy moved there from Jersey actually to work on the farm and we ended up meeting. So I moved onto the farm and worked there and lived with them and dated him for a few years. And then we decided that we wanted to get out of here and do bigger things. Um, so we lined up a job on a farm in Santa Barbara and we were trying to figure out how to get there. So we decided to make kind of an event out of it. Um, so we actually built a mini camper or a micro camper who gave us basically. And it actually, Oh wait, you're breaking up across the country. Let's, oh, I'm sorry. I'm right beside the router. It's okay. You're coming back. You're coming back. We just want, I just want to make sure we hear the okay. story. You, so you built a micro camper with this Jersey guy. Yeah. So then we took a month-long trip across the country, kind of zigzagging back and forth and seeing things and stuff like that. Um, so the job in Santa Barbara fell through, and we ended up moving down to San Diego where his family lives so we could have kind of a support system. Um and then things kind of started going crazy there and like I was losing my mind in the city and we were kind of growing apart. And then my dad got diagnosed with cancer back home on the East coast. And my mom adopted my eight year old nephew because he was taken away from his family by CPS. So it was kind of just a lot of crazy stuff going on at home. So I decided to move back. So what I did was convert my minivan into 
basically a living situation and took a three-week trip home. And I went up to Washington first and then across the northern part of the country. And then I went to Jersey and saw some friends and then came down the East Coast. And here I am in the tiny house with the electric blanket talking to Chris Gethard and the beautiful anonymous audience. (laughs) Indeed. Go ahead and pause right there because we've all got that imagery in our head. And hey, you know what? Since I've disrupted the flow of things anyway, probably a great time for some commercials. We got advertisers coming at you with products and services. We'll be back after this to finish off the phone call. These days, you can get practically everything on demand. So why are you still taking trips to the post office to mail letters and packages? When you can get postage on demand with Stamps.com. Stamps.com is a great service. I use it myself. With Stamps.com, you can access all the amazing services of the post office right from your desk, 24-7, when it's convenient for you. You can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, using your own computer and printer. The mail carrier picks it up. All you got to do is click, print, mail. You're done. It couldn't be easier. I've said it a bunch of times. I'm a comedian. I sell merch. My wife is a musician. She sells merch. Guess what that means? A lot of trips. Or use stamps.com at home, streamline the whole process, makes running your own small business much easier. Easier, less confusing, less trips. It's pretty cool. Right now, use Beautiful for this special offer. Includes up to $55 free postage, a digital scale, and a four-week trial. Don't wait. You go to stamps.com, and before you do anything else, you click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage, type in beautiful. That's stamps.com, enter beautiful. Thanks again to all of our advertisers. Now let's finish the phone call. And here I am in the tiny house with the electric blanket talking to Chris Gethard and the beautiful anonymous audience. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed, that uh, when you got all that stuff going on—a breakup, an illness, and the situation with your nephew—and you do a solo road trip, you must have done a lot of soul searching on that road trip, huh? It, yeah, it was a lot. Um, I had my dogs with me, and I had a good support system, kind of all over the country. And I stopped by and saw quite a few friends and family members and stuff going across the country. So. It worked out, but it was kind of wild and really fun. Yeah, yeah. How's uh, how, how's your dad doing? He's good. He had a few organs removed and some lymph nodes removed and stuff like that. And he will be doing his last round of chemo, I believe, next Friday. And yeah. they think he's in the clear. That's beautiful. We're sending him the best. Sending them the best. Thank you, guys. You are so nice, all of you. You're nicer than all of us. By a round of applause, <laughs> who thinks this person on the phone is a nicer human being than they are? No. No, no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how's, how's your nephew well, feeling? Great. How's your, how's your nephew feeling? Is he doing good? He's- He's wonderful. He is a really great kid. He's doing great in school, even since... Okay, so the house caught on fire around 11 p.m., and they didn't get it out until, like, 3 a.m., 
and he stayed awake basically that whole time. And around four or four thirty in the morning, he asked me if he was going to get to go to school. <laughs> he was like, "School is in a couple hours, and do you think you could take me? Because I think Mima's a little too busy <laughs> with the house." And I was like, I think you should probably just sleep all day, buddy. Um, so, yeah, and he aced his spelling test this week. And we didn't, we haven't even gotten a chance to pull his book bag out and make him study his spelling words or anything. So I have no idea how he's killing it so hard, but he kept it together the whole time and he's still good. That's really, what a good kid he sounds like. So I'm glad everybody's doing all right. I'm glad everybody's He really is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My heart continues to bleed thinking about that house, but I'm really glad that you oh. I'm really glad that you guys are there taking care of each other. I think that's really Where was that guy from in Jersey? What town? Yeah. Uh Booten. Yeah, you can't trust guys from Booten. I used to go. I used to go. Yeah, it's, I used to go see uh, punk shows at the Booten Elks Lodge, and you always had to watch your back a little bit in Booten. Everybody in Booten's got a little chip on their shoulder, like they got something to prove. Uh, nah, Booten's fine. That's funny. that's funny. He's actually, you know, he's a really great guy, um, and I still miss him a lot. And I like we talk pretty often, and we stay in touch and check on each other and stuff like that. Um, it kind of just got to the point where the relationship wasn't as happy as it could be or like mutually beneficial anymore. So we both just kind of called it quits and decided not to do any more damage. I think that that's fair and mature and wise if that's the thing you had to say. Oh, someone... Someone, yeah. just, uh, uh, someone. Uh, this name is uh, very, uh, very beautiful. A little unusual. I, I apologize if I mispronounce it. Garima asks a question that I think is a real, a real powder keg with you. If you had to say, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you? Oh my God. Um, well, how much time do we have? <laughs> 14 minutes and 32 seconds. Sorry, what was that? Okay, 14 minutes? Yeah, four, okay. just under, yeah, well, 14 minutes. So, another time when I was little, I was about eight years old, um, I woke up in the morning and came out into the living room, and there was, we had a wood stove in the living room again. And there was a, this big, huge log just on the carpet, and the carpet was all charred, and there was, like, charcoal all over the place, and it was just a complete mess. So I started freaking out and asking my mom what was going on and, you know, whatever. And she goes, well, there was a chimney fire last night, and you slept through it. And I said, you know, what? And she said, the, the chimney caught on fire last night and you slept through it. We were on the, the roof with water hoses putting it out and the smoke alarms were going off. And apparently there was just a lot of commotion that I didn't even hear. 
So are you telling us... So that, that was a little crazy to find out. You're telling us that the craziest thing that happened in your life is a less Sorry. severe fire than the one that happened on Sunday? Well, I already told you about that story, so I have to tell you about something different. I can't, I can't even handle you. It's too, it's too positive and too sweet. <laughs> I can't believe that's what you went with. What's the craziest thing that ever happened? Oh, a little fire that we actually put out. Oh, my God. Well, that's kind of crazy. It well, is. Well, I don't, I mean, all of the really crazy stuff is like, if you're freaking out about this house fire, you would completely lose your shit about the craziest things that have happened in my life. Let me tell you about this story. The same nephew that lives with us now, um, his mom, who we're not related to, used to be like addicted to drugs and she was just going down this really rough path and not taking care of herself and stuff. So when my nephew was about two months old, she came and dropped him off with us and said she was going to pick him up in a couple days and he ended up staying with us for a while. Um, so I was 12 at the time and my nephew was sleeping with me and he had woken me up in the middle of the night to eat. Um, so I was just laying on the couch with him, feeding him his bottle. I had turned the TV on. We were kind of just hanging out. And then all of a sudden I see or I hear um, like footsteps coming through the house and a door opening. So I kind of just sat and was waiting to see what happened and the footsteps kept and I could see my mom's bedroom door from there and there was no one else in the house. Um, so I knew it wasn't her. So I kind of just waited until I saw like a shadow come around the corner. So I jumped up off of the couch and I covered the baby up with a blanket and thank God he didn't cry or anything. And I went around the corner and it was one of my brother's ex friends who was also having a really rough time in his life. And I guess he was wasted on drugs or alcohol or something like that. Anyhow, long story short, he came in the house demanding money from a 12 year old who was taking care of a two month old baby at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I just went and got my mom and we handled that situation and kicked him out and locked our doors. And that was kind of crazy. Yeah, it was. You had us all sitting here uh, on eggshells. Now your mom is the <laughs> one who yelled, your mom yelled at some geckos to, to not play grab ass. How does she handle someone who tries to show up and rob her family at 3 a.m.? Oh, she's spicy. My mom, she's really tiny. She's only like five foot four, and she's just an actual firecracker. And all of our family, friends, and basically anyone who knows her not mess with her. So once she came out of her room, the guy, even though he was wasted, was like, I'm done here. <laughs> I'm not going to do this anymore. So it wasn't... Oh, wait, you're breaking up that hard to get him out of the house? We're right? So it wasn't that hard to get him out of the house, but yeah. Sounds like in those situations your mom dialed... Can you hear me? 
Yeah, we can hear you now. Sounds like in those situations, your mom dials down the hippie and dials up the redneck, huh? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Wow, you've lived a That's lot exactly of life. How, how old are you? Can I ask how old you are? I What's that? We got to get you. I just turned in August. Wait, wait what, what was that? I, you broke up a little. I just turned 21. 21. So we couldn't hear. We heard you're in your 20s. And I'll warn you, there is one person in particular in this crowd who is very mad that we didn't get the exact age. Everyone else was frustrated. And one person went, what? Oh, my God. I'm so. How old are you? <laughs> I just. I'm 21. 20? I just turned 21 a couple months ago. You've lived all this life in 21 years. Wow, you've been through a lot. Wow, and you are this positive. Yeah. When I was 21, I wasn't dealing with any of this, and I was so fucking bitter and angry and sad. <laughs> I wasn't nearly as positive. <laughs> I have my bitter times. I have I've struggled with anxiety, oppression all throughout my life since I could, since I was a child, basically. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, you know, I'm an optimist. Naturally, but I also have mental illnesses, so it's kind of a flip-flop back and forth between I can just lay here and waste away, and everything's going to be all right. Yeah. So there's, there's kind of a balance. Sounds like And we, you caught me in a good mood. Well, so. I'm glad for that, and I hope we help to keep you in a good mood at least for an hour. And sounds like we have something in common. A lot of people on Twitter from the crowd... Um, and I don't think they're saying this facetiously. They've heard your two stories. There are three or four people who have said some version of, please don't move into another house with a wood-burning stove. <laughs> well, my mom really lives like old farmhouses. We know. And I think after know. this and point, our new house, what... <laughs> This, no, no, I'm, I'm saying whenever we get, I probably will not have a wood stove in. Okay, thank God, thank God. There's people suggesting maybe a house with stone <laughs> walls. That's good. It's great that your mom likes the rustic feel, but at a certain point, at a certain point, we got to just... Uh, give, oh, Vanessa says she would like it if you became the president of the United States. Now, I got a question for you. When you're, when you're feeling those low moments, which animal do you turn to the most to cheer you up? Uh, my dogs in general, but one dog specifically, I have like this real... This real what? Ridiculous. Hold on, you're breaking Particular. You're breaking up. Let's get, me, so. let's get by the Wi-Fi. Let's get by the Wi-Fi. You're breaking up, and we all want to know about these dogs, even though I will say that I've mentioned this on the podcast oh before. I've mentioned this on the podcast before, and people have come after me. I'm not a dog person. Like, it's all cat. Yeah, yeah, someone in the crowd just hissed at me for it, too. I've never been a dog person. <laughs> That's okay. Thank you, caller. <laughs> I'm just an animal person in general, you know? Yes. I love my dogs and my cats equally, and the goats, and, I mean, I love my chickens as much as I love my dogs, so that's just how it goes sometimes. 
You love your chickens as much as your dog. I like, and that was weird because we could hear you, but it was like breaking up a little bit and gave it this weird sound effect that made it sound like we were all high on something. I like that version of the, uh, of the Wi-Fi issue. We'll call her. We only got a few minutes left. I really thought it was going to be better. What's that? I, I said, I'm really sorry about the connection issues. I really thought it would be better. I, I'm literally less than 10 feet away from the router. I just want you guys to know this right now. I'm sitting outside where it's like 40 degrees. And I'm trying my best. So. That's why I love Beautiful Anonymous Fit. They give an extended applause break for the idea of trying your best. That is, that is the fan base of this podcast in a nutshell right there. No, I don't think it, nobody's mad at you. And it's fine. Some connection issues. That's okay. That's okay. We've had connection issues from people that are like, where I'm like, hey, can you go stand in some place that's not windy? And they're like, no, I don't feel like it. You're, you're outside. You're outside. Listen, we got three minutes left. Uh, what should we talk about? Oh, my about? gosh. What should we talk about in our closing three minutes? You've been very inspiring, very charming. A lot of people love you. A lot of people love Cedric. We're all rooting for you. We're rooting for your family. And uh, if This you... is amazing. Thank you guys so much. I just feel so, like, heartwarmed and lovely right now. I cannot even believe that this has happened. Oh. I've been trying to get through... I know everyone says this, but I've been trying to get through on this show for, I mean, years, like since it started. I listened since the first episode came out, and it just so happens that I got through right after the craziest thing that's happened to me. (laughs) Yeah, what were you going to talk about before your house burned down? Uh, Mostly... There, I mean, you know, there's been so many crazy things that have happened that were like the biggest thing in my life at the time, and then something else crazy would happen. So probably all of those things, but I'm forgetting all of those things during this call because of this most recent crazy ass thing that's happened. Totally valid. Um, but yeah, I mean, I always had something to talk about. Now we got a few comments coming in that I like. Uh, we got someone who pointed out that the sound effect that where you sounded high apparently did happen when it was exactly 420 on the screen behind me. Uh, I like that one. John, oh my God. <laughs> John Luke says, uh, Steve Irwin doesn't have shit on her. I like that one. Uh, oh, uh, Ryan says, is the dog you turn to for comfort the same one who has the Instagram page? Uh, well, all three of them have an Instagram page, but he's on the Instagram page a lot because he's beautiful. Okay, that's fair. And then Human Being wants to know a question that I think is incredible. I think what we all want to know is if the geckos behaved themselves. <laughs> Get near that router. Let's so we might have big baby geckos, and I will definitely get in touch with the community mods and 
let everyone know if that happens. No, it, the first half of your answer cut out. It sounds like the gecko's fucked. That's what it sounds like. Is that what I'm picking up on here? With 30 seconds left? Those, it's possible. Those geckos in the passionate heat of that glowing fire. They said, we're overcome by this romantic scene, and this is our one chance. I've been staring at you through that glass for months now. We can get it. What are the geckos names? We've got 10 seconds left. What are the geckos names? They don't have names. What? I don't know. I mean, I mean, they might, but I don't know them. I'm sorry. I wish I did. That's how this ends. How about that caller? Thank you for calling. Thank you for maintaining such humor and positivity. It was a pleasure to talk to you. I, I think I can speak for the crowd in Los Angeles. As promised in the course of the episode, we are breaking anonymity for the second time in a hundred and something episodes here. If you uh, want to maintain the anonymity of the caller, now is the time to uh, plug your ears for a second. If you want to see more about this caller's uh, GoFundMe, that's the very easy to remember, gofundme.com slash Y8HKPS-House-Fire. How about those donkeys and those geckos? Thank you so much, caller, again. Thanks to everybody who came out in L.A. It was so cool to meet all you guys. You're really nice. A bunch of you bought books. It means a lot. Thank you to our engineer, Devin Bryant, out there in L.A. Fighting the good fight. Not easy. You thought it was going to be easier than it was. You were cocky about it when I first talked to you. Thank you to uh, Jared O'Connell and Harry Nelson back at the home base here in New York. Thank you to Justin Linville. Thank you to Shellshack for the music. Thanks to all you guys who listen. If you want to help the show, go to Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. Helps a lot when you do. That's all the business. We'll see you next time on Beautiful Anonymous. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, we got a caller who's in over her head. And even she's still trying to figure out what's going on. You're living in your your parents' basement or his parents' basement? My parents' basement. And he's here with me because uh, we've got a seven-year-old together and breaking everything to him while they don't have a new house just seems too harsh. So we're taking things one day at a time looking for a new house because my son expected that anyway. And then when it's time to go to the new house, I'd probably just hang back while they settle in. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, this is a grim situation you're facing. That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous.